It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Support for this podcast comes from CDW and Dell Technologies. At CDWG, we get that migrating your agency to a hyper-converged infrastructure is challenging. Like me switching to decaf. Gotta do it, don't wanna do it, but gotta do it. Whoa, slow down, friend. CDWG's experts can help simplify your transition from legacy to hyper-converged infrastructure with Dell EMC solutions that offer speed and agility. Do it, do it. Have you done it? Is it done yet? Why isn't it done yet? IT orchestration by CDWG. People who get it. Find out more at cdwg.com slash EMC. Today's show is sponsored by Talkspace, the online therapy company. For a fraction of the price of traditional therapy, you can pick an experienced, licensed therapist you relate to and feel comfortable with. Each and every therapist has at least a master's degree and has completed over 3,000 hours of supervised work. To match with your perfect therapist, go to Talkspace.com forward slash boom. And to show your support for this podcast, use code boom to get $30 off your first month. That's boom. Talkspace.com slash boom. B-O-O-M. Welcome into the Locked On Bengals podcast. I'm James Erpine. Thank you for tuning in today. A lot to get to and react to. Follow on iTunes, audioboom.com, on Twitter, at James Erpine, at Locked On Bengals. Man, oh man, you're going to hear from Tyler Boyd today. And I, I, I do think this is interesting because I, I want to start with a general Bengals conversation. Today's show, because a, a lot of people, at least nationally, and we've heard, and I could put someone on nationally that has their opinion, but the odds are you've seen it. And I know Stephen A. Smith has came out and said something. I know there's been opinion pieces about this. So I'm just going to come out. If you want to read those and find those, I'm sure you either have or you will. But here's the thing. The Bengals drafted Joe Mixon. And this is more a Bengals conversation than it is a Joe Mixon conversation. It seems like national media looks at the Bengals locker room and they look at Marvin Lewis and Mike Brown and Adam Jones, and Vontez Perfect, and, and the players in that locker room, and they say, well, clearly the Bengals aren't the right organization to bring in a guy with the off-the-field baggage that Joe Mixon has. Clearly the Bengals, that's just a bad fit, a bad place for him to go. And I don't think that's true. In fact, I, I think it's, it's the complete opposite. The Bengals are used to some of these distractions. One, Two, I, I remember this, and it's, it's interesting. I, and you might not have seen this movie. I tried to find the clip of it. But Four Brothers, it came out in 2005. Mark Wahlberg's a star, Tyrese is in it, a couple other guys. And I couldn't find this clip. But th- there's a clip in that movie where the cop turns to the other cop, and he says that these men are congressmen compared to what they would have been because of what his stepmom or what their stepmom did, foster mom, who adopted these four brothers from different backgrounds, different troubled past. They're congressmen compared to what they would have been. And, and I look at this and I look at the Bengals and I look at what we deem as trouble and, and what the national media looks at as a, a troubled locker room or a, a broken locker room or a shaken locker room. Can, can we make the argument, or couldn't I make the argument, that Marvin Lewis has gotten the most out of an undrafted free agent that no one wanted by the name of Vontez Perfect? Couldn't I make the argument that the Bengals have done everything possible to make Pac-Man Jones not only a, a quality citizen, but the best player on the field that he can be? Yes, maybe he has his shortcomings personally. But Bengals, the, the Bengals, if anything, 
they almost have too long of a leash. In fact, with Adam, I do think they have too long of a leash. Even Chad Johnson, who's my favorite Bengals player of all time, came with his fair share of, of issues with his me, me, me attention, getting self. Didn't they get the most out of him? The absolute most out of him? And I'm looking at, and there's so many of these were made. I just did a quick Google search, but there's an article on Sporting News, and it's pretty much entitled The, the, the Bengals' Defense, uh, and it's from Mike DeCourcy, actually. Mike Brown's defense of Joe Mixon draft pick rings hollow given the Bengals' history. And he goes all the way back to 06, 06 when they had more rest than they had wins. 07 when Chad Johnson got mad because he broke off his route and Carson Palmer yelled at him and, and Chad yelled back. Terrell Owens, he says Terrell Owens was the reason that they dropped from 10 and 6 the, uh, in 2009 to, to 4 and 12, 2010. Yeah, okay. You can say that. I would say that the Bengals got the most they could out of a 37-year-old Terrell Owens. Or 36-year-old Terrell Owens, however, however old he was. I would say that the Bengals, that, that team had kind of run its course just talent-wise, even though on paper it looked like they had a lot of talent, just didn't add up. Carson, it just it just didn't mesh. The 2006 thing, yeah, yeah, you're right. They took a lot of ish, a lot of risks on character guys. But I look at this team in that, if anything, says they have experience with this stuff. Have experience with, one, interviewing guys with troubled past, vetting players who they don't think will be good on and off the field. And say what you want about Adam Jones, I think the, the quote of, he's, been, he's a congressman, or these men are congressmen compared to what they would have been from, from four brothers, I think that that completely applies to Adam. Could you imagine, what would Adam Jones be doing right now if he never got back in the league and the Bengals never gave him another chance. I don't know. But I think the Bengals are getting the most out of Adam Jones in trying to do the right thing with him. You might hate that. But I would think that they're probably one of the most qualified teams to take a guy like Joe Mixon. The most qual- Because they've been there, done that. If, if you're a team, and a lot of people are going to be like, oh, well, winning. Winning cures all. Like That's how they look at it. Or... The Patriot, the Patriot way. You know how many guys haven't been able to adapt to the Patriot way and they were sent packing? How many players didn't work for the New England Patriots, not just because of football, off the field, distractions, personality, so they were just gone? The Bengals, like them, love them, hate them, or hate this about them, they find a way to vet out that they didn't go after Greg Hardy. It's not like they go after every character flawed guy. They find a way to vet out. It's not like they went out and signed Johnny Manziel. Vet out the guys that they don't want, that they don't like, the the off-the-field issues, and they bring in the guys they think are, one, super talented and worth it, two, deserve a second chance, and three, think they can help them win. They didn't go sign Ray Rice. And I think Ray Rice honestly probably deserved a second chance from what he did off the field following what happened with him. So I look at this team and, and what the national media is saying and, and then here locally, and I'm in that locker room every week, even right now. Those guys, even with the Adam Jones stuff, they're not that distracted. And yeah, there's a video who came out today of Adam Jones. Someone hit his car and he freaked out. By the way, I, if, if I drove, you know, I think it was Rolls Royce, I might be pissed off too. The, the problem with that 
and I don't want to get on give Adam too much attention here. Don't take a video of it. You know, I get like I get pissed off at the dumbest stuff. That that's a lot less than someone hit my Rolls Royce. I don't take a video of it. That's the maturity thing. That's what Adam's lacking. It's okay to get mad if someone hits your car. <laughs> I get it and cuss and be mad that your Rolls Royce is damaged. Which, by the way, expensive cars like that, if they get damaged that extensively, the value <sighs> drops. Drops, drops, drops. So, yeah, I, I look at this, and the Bengals might be the most qualified team in the NFL to deal with this because they've dealt with it time and time and time again, and they've gotten a lot out of the players. I don't put Vontez perfect in that case because off the field, the dude's been fine. I'm not worried about what he's doing off the field. On the field, sure. But last year, he looked pretty damn good especially after the bye. He had that one run-in with New England, but other than that, on the field, Vontez perfect. Stud. Off the field, he's never had any issues. Adam Jones. Like it or not, probably, they've probably got the most out of him. And Now, you can argue that they're too loyal and they need to move on now, and I've made that argument, but he's here. And I think that they do a good job of vetting out the, oh, we can't be successful with these players. We can be successful with these players. It's that simple. Do you agree with that? At James Rapino on Twitter, at Locked on Bengals. It's just something I was thinking about. Like, man, they really, really, they're getting ripped for this, but they might be the most qualified team in the NFL to talk about to do it. They don't give everyone chances. It's not like every guy gets a chance. But once they give you a chance, they're going to do their damnedest to make sure you're successful, even to a fault in some instances, like Adam Pac-Man Jones. Uh, the, the other thing is Tyler Boyd, he talked in the locker room yesterday, and I thought this was interesting because it's real easy to say Andrew Whitworth is a leader. But I, I asked Tyler Boyd, and there's multiple questions, but the one that stuck out to me was his answer to me asking how shocked he was that Andrew Whitworth signed in Los Angeles. Here's my one-on-one interview from yesterday at Paul Brown Stadium with second-year wide receiver, Bengals wide receiver, Tyler Boyd. A year ago at this time, you, you were uh, just becoming and getting a taste of what it was like to be in the NFL. What do you look at now differently than you did a year ago? Uh, just my comfortability level, you know, the whole NFL and the whole process. You know, last year I was a little bit of not knowing what to expect, a little worried, you know, going into something you don't know what to expect. That's where everybody gets that feeling, you know, but... When you just go out there and be you and, and, and do what you always been doing, you'll be fine, you know. But since I got that level, that first year experience under my belt, I feel kind of poised now, feel comfortable, feel, feel acclimated, feel like I belong, I feel like I can do this, you know. So I feel pretty good about it. You look at what the Bengals did in the draft, and obviously you guys added three skill players early on in the draft, two wide receivers and a running back. Looks like the, the potential for this offense is certainly raised. And uh, is that exciting, being, being a second-year player? Obviously, you'll, you'll contribute. Uh, but knowing that there's, there's youth and, and more talent along the way added? Definitely, you know, because before I came, I knew the Bengals was all about explosive players, you know, offense. I knew that they wanted to build on what they had. That's every year. You always want better guys. You want guys that can produce regardless, you know, so I, I feel like this is going to be that one year, you know, coming off of what we did last year is going to be a big change and, 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 a, and a big help coming in. You only played with Andrew Whitworth for, for one year, but obviously losing him in free agency, I think that was a shock to fans. Might have been a shock to the locker room as well. What, what were your thoughts initially when you saw he had signed with Los Angeles? I was definitely shocked. And, you know, he's our, he was one of our top leaders, and first and foremost, 
and he's one of the toughest guys. You know, he led the team well, and he did his job. You know, he's a pro ball. He's one of the best dudes to do it, you know. So just losing a guy like that is, like, heartbreaking, you know, like down. Like, we able to keep him. But, you know, it's a business at the end of the day, so it was just, just shocking to me, definitely. Does it worry you? Obviously, being a wide receiver, you need the offensive lineman to perform up front for Andy to get you, AJ, you know, all the skill players the ball. Is that a concern at all, being, being a player on this team? Uh, at the end of the day, losing him, I believe we still got guys that can satisfy Andy. You know, if they did, if they weren't, uh, then they wouldn't be here, obviously. You know, so I'm, I trust them 100, percent and I know they're going to be on their game. It's like I'm going to be on my game. I'm going to get to my amount of depth. Just, just hold off till you know everything open up and we'll be fine. That's my one-on-one with Bengals wide receiver Tyler Boyd. Look, I, I look at Tyler, and he, I, I think he might be poised for a big year too. And the reason why is is we've seen rookie wide receivers take a little bit to get on target, especially you look at John Ross, and I love the pick. That's who I wanted, and it made sense, and the Bengals saw eye to eye with me, which is a beautiful thing because that never happens. Ask my friends. I, the past, like, four first-round picks, I've been like, eh, besides Eifert. I was excited about Eifert. Uh, but but I, I will say this. John Ross is a threat on the outside. A.J. Green, obviously, a threat on the other side. Tyler Eifert going to try to command some attention as well. You look at those guys, who's the one that's going to be in single coverage always? Always. Well, it's going to be Tyler Boyd. Couple that with the fact that Andy Dalton usually takes half a season to get in sync with with other players. I mean, even, even Brandon LaFell last year, it took him a little while to get in sync with him. Tyler Boyd, it took him a while to get in sync. And I think, honestly, Tyler Boyd might be the second leading wide receiver on this team. I assume he's going to get more reps than Brandon LaFell. I assume they're going to put him in the slot over LaFell. LaFell could do that as well. But but I, I look at it, and ultimately, Boyd, third and four, underneath routes, with, with Eifert going deep over the middle or, or, or running something like that or, you know, a little out. You have Boyd on a slant, Green going deep or running a post, and Ross running a go route. I think that's, that's who's going to be open and in single coverage a lot. And if that's the case, a second-year wide receiver, Tyler Boyd, who's good at using his body, good body control, good hands, and Andy Dalton's used to throwing to him, I like the Bengals' chances. I really like the offense. I really do. Like, it's it's hard for me, and, I, and I'll talk about this tomorrow with Joe Mixon. It's hard for me not to like what the Bengals can do on offense. And, and Boyd, obviously he was let down by Whitworth, or, or not let down, but shocked that that happened. But he's right. Cedric Abuehi, one, he didn't say this, but Cedric Abuehi is a first-round pick. So the dude better learn to play at least a little bit. Two, he's paid for a reason. So he needs to be able to block, and I know he's doing all these off-the-field stuff. He's working out and doing all these different training techniques and things that will hopefully help him with his hand-eye coordination and things that he needed to get better at last season and getting better at this season and hopefully be competent on the line. If he can be competent, if they can have just a competent offensive line, the Bengals' offense could average 30 a game. All eyes on Ken Zampezi, but as far as skills, they should score 30 a game. And I'll note, and I've said this multiple times on Lockdown Bengals, 20 points they scored in nine losses. They were 6-9-1 last year, 20 points or less in all nine losses. If you, even if you get that to 25, 26 points per game. I think 30 is realistic. I really do. You're talking about an all-pro wide receiver in A.J. Green who's working. You heard him yesterday on yesterday's show. And Tyler Eifert, who is expected to be healthy in a contract season, 
and then you have a guy like John Ross expected to be healthy by the start of the season that stretches the field regardless. They're going to have to account for his speed. Like even Darius Hayward Bay, people have to account for his speed. Even Ted Ginn. You know who's better than those guys? John Ross. So to me, if I look back and I see a guy like Will Fuller, who's a speed threat but can't do anything but run go routes, get 600 yards, two touchdowns, and be a threat for the Texans last year with Brock Osweiler at quarterback, something tells me John Ross is going to have an impact. And that's just going to do wonders for the rest of the offense. We'll get to Joe Mixon more tomorrow on the field. I I think it's interesting. I'm really high on the the likelihood that he starts for the Bengals, and uh, I, I will discuss that on tomorrow's show. I got an email that we'll discuss as well. And, and, and I think uh, that this is pretty interesting. Um, I'm pulling it up here. Uh, Paul Malloy, who's listening. Where's he listening from? He's listening. This is really cool from London. So first off, shout out to Paul from not only listening from London, but uh, emailing me. And uh, it's about uh, multiple things. I'll respond tomorrow. Paul Dawson is one of them. If you remember him, he's a linebacker from a uh, former third round pick out of TCU. We will get to that. Joe Mixon, and much, much more. You can email me as well, James Rapine at ESPN1530.com. On Twitter, at LockedOnBengals, at James Rapine. Subscribe on iTunes and Audioboom.com. And until tomorrow, I appreciate you listening. Hopefully my voice wasn't as scratchy today. Still feels a little off. I'm James Rapine, and this is the Locked On Bengals podcast. Napa know-how. It takes a lot to get excited about a bag, but most bags can't save you 20% on auto parts. That's 20% off headlamps, 20% off oil filters, 20% off virtually anything you can fit inside the 99-cent Napa reusable bag. So tell your buddies, there's a bag they just have to check out. Quality parts, helpful people. That's Napa know-how. Napa know-how. At participating Napa auto parts stores while supplies last. Minimum three items. Exclusions apply. Offer ends 10 Did you watch the 2020 Reds with higher expectations than a first-round wild-card exit of epic proportions? Did you think that the Reds hitting would come around with the signings that they made last offseason? Are you wondering who is asking you all of these questions? Hi, my name is Jeff Carr, and I host the Locked On Reds podcast each and every day, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team, Every day throughout the offseason, I'm going to take a look at these Reds, how they fix what didn't work in 2020 and how they continue their success in 2021. But wait, there's more. I'll also have interesting interviews with players, writers and everyone in between talking about the Cincinnati Reds. Come join me on the Locked On Reds podcast each and every day.